Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roundly Outside Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. I uh, hope you guys are having a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff uh, uh, planned for you guys today. Uh, I'm going to be going over my F1 predict- the predictions I made for the 2023 F1 season that I made at the start of the year. Uh, and you're going over reacting to them and see how many I got wrong. Um, after that, we're going to be reviewing the 4020s that happened between the West Indies and England. Uh, I- I'm not going to be able to do the fifth one because I've got something very excited planned for uh, next episode, which I think you guys are going to like. So let's get started um, with uh, my F1 predictions. I'm not going to lie, these are not that good. <laughs> Looking back at it, these are not very good. Um, yeah, that's quite a few I kind of regret. So let's start off at the start. So uh, world champion, uh, this is probably one of the only ones I got right. I predicted Max Verstappen, I got that right. Um, I, th- I don't think we would have predicted how dominant this season would have been for Red Bull. I think we would have expected, yeah, they have a couple slip-ups, maybe the other teams have won a couple races. But I think they've just, they, no one's been able to catch them. Like, like ever since the start of the year, where they had such a big advantage, even with the cost gap penalty, they've been so far away. And it, it really concerns me for next year. I think they're going to be, honestly, I think they're going to win all the races next year. I, I, I'll make predictions probably after testing for 2024, but I, I do think that it was going to be pretty one-sided again. I'm not sure anyone's going to get close to Max Verstappen. Anyway, uh, the other predictions, let's do, let's do biggest surprise. My biggest surprise was that Oscar Piastri will be Lando Norris in terms of driving standings. I, I don't really want to think of this one because Piastri definitely had a better season expected. Okay, yeah, he didn't, he, bit, he didn't beat Lando. I mean, looking at the standings, Lando finished sixth, Piastri finished ninth, but the points difference is pretty big. But Piastri got a sprint win. I think that Lando was obviously a lot more consistent in terms of second places. McLaren got obviously got a lot better was as the year went on. Um, but I think I don't I don't I don't think either of them were bad. I think it was a step forward for McLaren. I think next year is a real judgment for Piastri because if he because assume that they have a really good car next year, then I think that I think that uh, it'll be up to Lando to see if he can if Piastri can beat him in the same car. But it's kind of funny that um Piastri got a win ahead of, uh, before Lando. I, I I really hope Lando gets a win next year, considering how competitive that will be. Uh, speaking of that, new winners, I predicted none. I, I don't really know what to say with this, because Piastri won a sprint race, but it's not really an actual race. So I'll say I, I'll say it's wrong, but I, I, I think that I think apart in terms of actual races, I got it right because Verstappen won nineteen, Perez won two, and Sainz won the other one. So I I don't think I got it wrong, but I, it it was pretty inevitable that there wasn't going to be any new winners considering how dominant Red Bull were going to be. Um, next let's all right mid season driver moves. I went for Ricardo to come in, which he did, but I went to Noda's go. I thought that Snowda wasn't going to have a good season actually. Which is kind of kind of funny because Nick DeVries had a shocker. Um, I don't think anyone really expected him to do that badly, considering how good he was for Williams in those like practice sessions he did. So obviously, DeVries not doing that well was kind of a surprise. Uh, we thought he was going to get to the end of the season. He didn't. Uh, Liam Lawson, Liam Wilson, 
did pretty well. But Daniel Ricciardo coming in, even seventh in Mexico, obviously got that broken arm, which meant he only had like four or five races to prove himself. But he's got another season next year with Sonoda. So that's the sort of reckoning for him. If he can beat Sonoda, then he'll probably get that Red Bull seat. If he doesn't, then he's there's no way back for him, surely. Um, okay. So my okay, the other three I did was, and the other four actually. So biggest disappointment I said was I did biggest disappointment, biggest flop. So biggest disappointment I said that Ferrari and uh, with Ferrari and Charles Ferrari didn't actually underperform. They just weren't that good towards the start of the year. They had quite a few problems, but they got a lot better. They were one. I think they were probably fourth, fifth, maybe even fifth best car to start the season. But I think after that, it was they got a lot closer with Mercedes. And they, could, and they were the only other team apart from Red Bull to win a race. So, the Charlotte. The Charlotte, yeah, that was that was sad. Um, Charlotte going from second to fifth, only getting 206 points, which for his standards is pretty rubbish. And there was so many, there was so many painful moments. Like, he should have got pole at um, Singapore. Uh, the formation lap crash at um, Brazil. It's so painful. It's really painful for him. Um, yeah, I feel for Charles. But I think that Ferrari next year, if they really get a grip on things and they really sort of have a big revelation and reset everything, they can have a decent chance at maybe even beating Mercedes again. Biggest thought by for Pierre Gassi. Now, this one's a bit interesting because Alpine, Alpine in general were not that good the entire year. They're way off Aston Martin. They're sort of like alone and in at in sixth on the table. Like there was no one really competing with them. So yeah, Alpine were were a bit far off. Um and yeah, there just there was no one really that was gonna compete with them anyways. So um but I mean Gassi was there was they both got a podium. There was no real standout driver at Alpine. Uh, but Gassi did get more points than Ocon. So I will say this one's not that accurate. But I do think that it was not a good year for Alpine in general. They need to get a grip next year. And they need to get a grip quickly. Uh, <laughs> my free, my um, my sort of like my fantasy prediction was that Alex Albon would 23-0 Logan Sargent in every qualifying he finishes without any mechanical failures. Um or, like, good penalties. I think this is true. I think this is true. Overall, Albon had a way better year than Sargent. I mean, Logan was not bad. I mean, he did crash the car a lot. But he's learning. And, obviously, Williams is in the Williams Drive Academy. So, he's going to get a seat anyway. Um, but I don't think Logan was that bad. I don't think he was, t- like, Latifi bad. He, he wasn't Latifi bad. But he's still got a lot of ways to improve. Alex Albon was exceptional. Probably the only reason Williams finished seventh in the constructors anyway, considering they had massive competition with Alfa Tauri. Um and it's a big, it's a huge money booster for them. It's like twenty, like twenty million dollars more. Um, and then the constructors order. Let's let's compare this. Williams tenth um, when they actually finished seventh. Alfa Tauri ninth. They finished eighth. Alfa Romeo finished ninth, but I predicted them to finish eighth. Hash fin- has finished last. I predicted them to finish seventh. McLaren finished fourth. I predict them to finish sixth. Alpine finished fifth. I predict them to finish. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Alpine finished sixth. I, I finished sixth. I predict them to finish fifth. 
Aston Martin finished fifth. I predicted them to finish fourth. Mercedes finished second. I predicted them to finish third. Ferrari finished third. I predicted them to finish. I uh, know. I Ferrari finished third. I predicted them to finish second, and Red Bull I predicted to finish first, and they won by a country mile. So, I mean, it, it, they weren't that bad predictions. I mean, Aston Martin had so, they were so good at the start of the season. I think everyone thought that they would finish second or third, and look, McLaren got so good, and then I, I I think they would at least get fourth. I think next year it's going to be very tough considering how good McLaren are. But then that's great. The top. I mean, yeah, Red Bull or country mile ahead, but Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, and Aston Martin, maybe even Williams, are all pretty close together. So that's a re- that's a really good sign, and hopefully it's it gets even closer. The racing gets even closer, and obviously the engine regulations, the twenty twenty six will make it even closer, and maybe bring everyone closer to Red Bull. That'll be fun. Um, but I'll have some new predictions out after testing, and all the cars are launched. Um, which will be fun, uh, and hope hopefully I get, hopefully I get them a bit more right this time. Um, but these these weren't that that far off. That, that that I'll say that. Hey, moving on to what a day! What a day it was to be an England fan. Um, I I genuinely never thought you pray for days like this. You genuinely you pray for days like this uh, as an England fan myself. Two hundred and sixty-seven for three. That's a one-day score, let alone a T twenty score. Like Phil Salt did amazingly, hundred nineteen of fifty seven. Um, I think that consistent delivering is what we need from him. Josh Butler back to form. Livingston fifty four twenty one. Uh, what I would, would I like to see is if we bowled a bit better. I don't think we bowled that well. Uh, yeah, we have runs on the board, but look at these strike rates. Uh, May is two forty. Corin two sixty. Sheho two hundred. Rutherford two forty. Russell two hundred four. Uh, Akil Hussain one hundred thirty six. Like, all these guys have above 100 strike rate. Yeah, okay, they didn't get that many runs, apart from Trey Russ. But still, we want to be keeping it as low as possible. We want to be trying to restrict the flow of runs as much as possible. Brandon King got out with the first ball of the innings. Um, they scored insanely quickly. They they got to 192, only off, like, 15 overs. So they haven't lost wickets. They would have probably got it, um, which is kind of worrying. Um, the fact that we got 267 and we only, lost, only won by 75 runs. When we're in a World Cup, we have to win by like 100 in, in that situation. We have to make the most of that. Um, all In terms of a batting perspective, faultless, uh, all above 100 strike rate. Phil Salt, amazing. Livingston doing good things. I think Brooke was all right at the end. Uh, Will Jacks was okay. Um, Josh Butler was very good. Um, who did well in terms of a Western East perspective? I, I, I yeah, Akil Hussain was the only real one you say who did well. Um, but I think looking looking at this team when we have Sam Curran at seven, let's say this wasn't like an, a a normal situation and we had we we was two hundred six seven for six. Why would we have Sam Curran batting at seven? I don't think we should. Have, we think we should have an extra batter there. I I know we we need have we need to have. Six rollers, but look up, look at we got Jacks, Livingston, Moeen. That's three. Curran four, Wokes five, Renamid six, seven, eight. We got eight people who can bowl. We don't need eight. We can have. We can take. Uh, who wait? Who bowled well? Let's see. Which top we can keep? Uh, Sam Curran we should keep. Renamid we should keep. 
I think we move. What well, is this going to be? I think we move Chris Wokes out. I think he was amazing. I mean, they all got wickets, so it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to, to tell. But I think we take for the final game. We take. Wait, is Luke Wood in the squad? Oh, let me check. I don't know if he is, but I think that for the final. For the final game, I think we have to sort of. How, how do I say this? For the final game, I think we need to balance it out because look at it's the same pitch, so I think we need an extra batter just in case we lose some more wickets. I mean, obviously, you don't really want to making want to be making changes after you've won, or after you've won by seventy five runs and you've got two hundred and sixty. Um, but you are. I think what we I I think we should bring in someone like a let's see the squad. I think we should bring back Ben Duckett. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If he's free, I think we bring we put Ben Duckett in for um for Chris Wokes, and then we move Rehan Ahmed down. I think that's what we do because then that's that's a little bit more balanced, and I think Ben Duck Ben Duckett would play so well on that pitch, considering how we struggled to Akiel Hussain, who's the only weak link. Ben Duckett's a good player of spin. We get him in, boom, we're, the, we're almost guaranteed to win the game. So I think that's the one tweak I would make. We don't want to have too many bowlers. We want to use the balls we have, uh, considering that the only way that the balls are going to struggle on this pitch is through spin. So, um, I think yeah, I think that's, I think that's what we, I think that's what that's that's what we do. Where's Duckett? Wait, Duckett might be playing the big bash. My bad. Um, but oh yeah, also the other thing that I want to say is for my Indian viewers, IPL auction. Um, that was definitely eventful. It's I, I you know what pains me the most as an RCB fan we had such a bad auction, like look at look at the players everyone else got, uh, Stark went to KKR, Chris Wilkes went to Punjab Kings, um, Harry Brook went to Del uh to the Capitals, uh Pat Cummings went to uh where, Pat Cummings went to oh uh SRH when he should have gone to RCB, um, we stopped we stayed about uh RCB. Uh, a lot of a lot of players went unsold actually. Phil Salt went unsold. Rashid went unsold. Steve Smith went unsold. Surprisingly, Hazelwood went unsold. I think we should have got Hazelwood. I think we should have got Hazelwood back, or we should have got Phil Salt because I think we need a little bit more destructiveness. Uh, Daryl Mitchell went to che- went to Chennai. Rajan Ravindra went to Chennai. All the players that did well in the World Cup that went to like big teams. Travis Head went to Sunrisers with um, Cummings. Uh, Goodrow Titans got Spencer Johnson. We got Joseph, which is not bad. But not bad signing. I mean, Joseph isn't. He's not amazing, but we do need a bowler. So I think I, I'll take him. But I would have pref- preferred that Pat Cummings. Um, Gerald Kudse, who did very well in the uh, World Cup. Dilshan, um, I think yeah, Madhushanka, I think that's how you say it. Uh, went to Mumbai. They're both quality bowlers. We probably should have got one of them. Punjab got Hashad Patel, who we probably should have got. We probably should have got Riley Russo, who also went to um Punjab. Uh, Samir Rizvi and um Kuma, I think it's Kush, Kushagra, uh, also went to CSK. Oh no, Rizvi went to CSK and Kushagra went to Delhi. Look at, like, from an RCB perspective, from mine, from my perspective, as an RCB fan, we had such a bad auction. We had a terrible auction. Um, 
all the players we should have got, we did not get. I think we've got a bunch of homegrown Indian players who are going to be going to play. But apart from that, Jax, Topley, was it Maxwell and Faf, and then Joseph are, are overseas players. Like we, we need a look. We need one. Actually, we have Cameron Green, but he's also out of form. So we picked up one of the best young players in the world at the wrong time, which is not good. Um, but I think what we, I think, I mean, if it, if if Andy Fowler wants that, then Andy Fowler wants it. I'm kind of concerned that we've got Mo Bobat as our, um, I think it's director. Is it director of cricket? Uh, let's see. I think yeah. I think Mobat's the director of cricket, which I, I don't really, I don't really like Mo Bobat. Um, if I'm being honest, yeah, he's the um, he's joining RCB as a performance director. I think yeah, he just yeah, he's just um, yeah, he's overseeing, which is not. I don't really like him that much considering what he's done with England. Um, but I do like I do like Andy Flower. I love Andy Flower. If that you just, I I really recommend this. There's this really cool um documentary about Andy Flower. Well, not about him, but about the England team that he um coached. It's called The Edge. And in one of the scenes, they're going to um, uh, Munich, like it, like snowy Munich, um. Like in a February for an Ashes camp, and it's so funny. Like, Graham, I think well, it was Graham Swan that said it was like, right, we're leaving Getwick 9 a.m. That's the sort of that's the way he talks. He's a great guy, I think I, he's got a great, um, he's got a great cricket brain. Um, and I think, yeah, I think he's a good coach for RCB. I would have liked to get Justin Langer, which would, it would have been fun to see him work with Coley and uh, continuing the test documentary and everything, but. I, I, I do think that Andy Flower will be the person to get the best out of those players. And I think hope I think hopefully we will my expression my expectation this year from RCB perspective is we get to probably I think we just we, we just get to the playoffs. I think that that's what we want. If we get to the playoffs, I think we're okay. But overall we're not a great option. I think in terms of who's won the auction, I think they're definitely KK are the winners because they're Mitchell Stark. I think CS, CSK have gone on the radar. I think they've got Mitchell or Ravindra. I think that they definitely uh, got a shout. Um, SRH also had a very good option. Head Cummings. Um, so I, I think honestly it's pretty even. Apart from RCB, I think RCB had an absolutely terrible option. I and yeah, we've got we've got a lot of um, we've got a lot of um, ground to make up. So yeah, we yeah we're on the back foot, which is what we are every year. Um, so yeah. Hopefully it'll be, it'll be very exciting to see how the IPL plays out. Obviously, um, the show and everything. Why hope for this year is they don't add like any more like those rules. Like you know how they made the um the substitutes rule and the wide rule. I, I think they're just like changing the game purely for um for showbiz. Like I don't really want that. It's it the cricket is the show. Don't try to alter it. They instead alter the the sort of antics around it, like the the um. What's it? What's it called? Like the um, the just just the show around it and the 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 entertainment. Alter that, but let the cricket do the talking. I think that's what I think that's what they have to do. Um, so yeah, I, I um, oh yeah, I'm very excited, very excited for, about it. Um, now I've got some very exciting news. 
uh, for all of you guys. So last year we did the inaugural inaugural round the outside um, uh, awards. This year we're doing it again. I had to, I had to get someone at some point. Uh, but yeah, we are doing it again. We're doing the round the outside awards. Um, in our next episode, uh, it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun sort of little segment just to celebrate uh, the year 2023 in sports. So what I want you guys to do is put the categories in um, that you want to see the awards in, and then I will get um, some, I will select some listeners, uh, some loyal, loyal listeners through Spotify to uh, vote on what uh, you guys should think, who should win the awards. Uh, and who should be, how do I say this? Who should win the awards and who should be the nominees? Uh, I'm going to do probably six or seven categories, three nominees each. Yeah, it's just going to, yeah, three or four nominees. It depends on the, on the category. Um, but hopefully it's going to be, it's just going to be a fun, uh, sort of happy celebration of what we've achieved and what I've, what we've achieved as a, as a, as a podcast and what, uh, has been achieved in sports in 2023. Um, speaking of other award ceremonies, uh, I don't, if you guys, people who went outside, who are outside of the UK probably don't know about this, but the BBC Sports Personality of the Year took place yesterday. I got a lot of people actually asking me about this on my last po- on the last podcast. Like, oh, Vicky, do you know, do you know about the, 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 the Sports Personality of the Year? I was like, yeah. I did a preview on it in... Um, I think 2021, was it 2021 or was it? Yeah, I think it was 2021. And um, that was the year, well, I think it was Radicandi who won it. Um, but this year, the, who, are the, who are the nominees this year? I think it was uh, wheelchair tennis player, Mary Earps, who was the uh, goalkeeper for England. Uh, Stuart Broad was on there. Uh, Katrina Johnson-Thompson was on there. Uh, who else? I think it was, oh yeah, Rory McIlroy. If I'm being honest, I think Bro- I, I think I don't think Brody should have been nominated. I think it should have been, uh, I think it should have been someone else. I think someone else who really stood out in the ashes. Uh, cruel. I mean, cruel, you could say Crowley. Nah, I. You know what? Yeah, actually, to be fair, Stuart Broad probably the best one. I mean, you're not gonna have Ben Stokes again, are you? So, yeah, Stuart Broad coming second. The fact there was a public vote. I, I, that's why I don't like public vote. It can annoy so many people. What you should do, get a panel of experts, get them to decide the, um, get the, get them to sort of decide the, who wins the actual award. But then for the other awards, you can do, um, you can just do like, uh, like a public vote. Because no one really sort of, no, no one really cares about that one. So what I'm going to do for my one, for ours is that you guys got to decide the categories and i will nominate the one for the the um for the final award which is round the outside uh athlete or round the outside sportsman of the year that's gonna be the, that's gonna be the big award uh i'll tell you guys the nominees in due course uh in the next episode but you guys have a full control over the categories uh who the nominees nominees are just put them in the spotify q a uh, I will read them. Um, obviously, I'll keep them private so you guys won't um, like copy each other. I don't really want uh, that's 
not the best one to happen and i don't really want people saying oh you you you, you copied mine so all of the responses will be private and yeah i'll look over them and i will decide the categories i'll get in anyway that's it f- um from me for now uh i can't wait i can't wait for the next episode uh where we'll be doing our round the outside our second the second version of the round the outside awards uh thank you guys so much for listening and it's bye for me for now